The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. Today I'm going to challenge you to make a difference. Can you do that? Can you find a way to make a positive difference in your world today? Can you make a change inside yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond? Do you know that no matter what the change is that you make, it will reverberate to the lives of the people around you. No matter how small, it makes a difference. So for this hour, spend your time listening. You've created the world you live in. How can you change the things that you want to change? How does this information apply to you? Not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just you. Yep, you can share information with other people. But ultimately, you are the only person you can really change. You're the person you're responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. Not by telling other people what to do, but by what you do. And I know you're busy. We're all busy. We lead very busy lives. And busy, sometimes it means distracted. Distractions that lead us away from our goals. So do you take for granted the people in your life and the actions that are most important to you? Are you spending your energy on the things that don't really matter? What are the choices that you make in your world? And when you decide how to spend your time, do you think about the impact that that decision has? How do you touch the lives of the people you meet? Do you create sunshine wherever you are? Let's start this morning by making our own sunshine. Now, where I am, it's a beautiful, sunshiny day, so I don't have to work very hard at it. But what are you grateful for today? Now, this morning is a beautiful, beautiful spring morning where I am, and I am just so grateful for the sounds that go with spring. The birds are singing praise all over the place, and this morning on my walk, they just seem to be very, very happy. I'm grateful for the gift of persistence. You know, in spite of two very long days, almost all of my charts are done. That's persistence. (laughs) And I'm also grateful for the people who carry a message of light in times of struggle or difficulties. I'm grateful to 
occasionally be that channel myself and also that other people can be that channel for me. Now this morning we have a wonderful guest on our program. His name is Steve Cobb. Steve is the chairman and CEO of Henny Penny Corporation. Uh, Steve received his Bachelor of Science in Industrial and Labor Relations from Bowling Green State University in 1982 and his Master of Business Administration from the University of Dayton in 1986. He has 24 years of experience with the Henny Penny Corporation, including sales management, manufacturing manager, vice president, president and chief executive officer, and chairman and CEO since October of 2007. Steve also has five years of experience outside of the food service industry with Chase Bank and Lexus, and he's a member of several professional organizations, including the World President's Organization. He's a past president of NAFM, which is the North American Food Equipment Manufacturers, where he served on the board for 13 years. Steve has been actively involved in the community, including the United Way Campaign Chair for Preble County, the co-chair of the Preble County Development Partnership Campaign, the University of Dayton Business School Advisory Board, He's past chair of the YMCA Great and Dayton Board of Directors, um, the Hills and Dales Metro Parks Advisory Board, a member of the Board of Governors for Moraine Country Club, as well as a member of the Board of Trustees for the University of Dayton. Steve is currently leading a $5 million campaign for an athletic, wellness, and arts complex for Eaton City Schools. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'm so glad that you could join us today and um, talk with us about company culture. I know that uh, this is something that you've worked very hard to nurture and develop within Henny Penny. And so I, I kind of want to just kind of go backwards and have you talk first about Henny Penny as a business and, and who that is. Okay. Well, we are a manufacturer located in Eaton, Ohio, and we're privately held. We make uh, commercial food service equipment, such as fryers and heated holding cabinets, rotisseries, and it's primarily for quick service restaurant chains. Mm-hmm. And um, you've probably heard their name, and uh, it's a... Uh, um, we, we sell, uh, for example, to McDonald's, KFC, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. Um, we have 600 employees, and, um, and we've been uh, growing steadily and consistently over the last uh, 56 years. And that's a, that's a really good track record. <laughs> Well, and it and it uh, it doesn't happen. The success doesn't happen over overnight, and uh, uh, and I do attribute a lot of our success to our people and our culture and uh, the the effort and and care that, that we put into uh, making that happen. But it's it's really uh, you know we we turn it around and 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 uh, credit our success to the the people that make up the company. Mm-hmm. And you have always um, you have always started with the people. You've always nurtured that. Well, we have, and um, there are you know there are a lot of reasons for that. We, you know, I think when you first of all when you're privately held, that in itself I think is an advantage, and 
So we always think long term. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think the people who make up Penny Penny feel that. Um, but also, you know, putting employees first and, and having a, a really strong belief in relationships. And so everyone feels that your, your customers feel that your, your distribution channel feels that the employees feel that our visitors feel that our suppliers feel that. And, um, you know, it's all intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's somewhat unique, don't you think? The intentional fostering of that? I do. I mean, you, you, you look at it as, um, you know, I mean, everyone, you're in business to be successful and, and we look at it as a competitive advantage. Um, you know, when, when people who, um, collaborate together and, and you have passion and you're conscientious, you're dedicated, uh, hardworking, loyal, and you, and you do the right thing and you do that in a, in a collaborative way, um, it can be a huge competitive advantage and you combine that with being able to think long term. And if you, you know, potentially compare and contrast that to, you know, a, say a publicly held company doesn't quite have that advantage to be able to think long term because it's important for the uh, publicly held company to make quarterly numbers and that that tends to be a focus. Um, so you you can be very intentional when you're privately held to think in the long term and that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. But it's not an either or, is it? I mean, you... You make quarterly numbers. You, your business grows steadily, and well, you can do that's that's right. I mean, it's important to to be able to do both, and and you know, your uh, uh, if you if you put your people first, um, there's a tendency to naturally take care of the performance, but at the same time, we have to. Um, uh, establish goals and and be metric driven. Um, you know we uh, we like to refer to ourselves as small to, small uh, to medium size, but but uh, we we can't fool anybody. We're we're no longer a small company, and so it is important to to uh, uh, to know where you are from a performance standpoint. And uh, it's it's interesting because. One of our three strategic initiatives is to evolve our culture, and so recognizing that um, uh, performance is is uh, um, highly important, so you can maintain uh, your culture, maintain your success, and uh, uh, be driven by your goals and by your metrics. And if everyone is aligned with that, it uh, it makes sense to everybody. Um, and, and yes, you you can and, and you have to do both. Mm-hmm. And when you talk, when you describe evolving the culture, can you give me a little more specific on what that means? I mean, where do you see the culture coming from and going to? Well, 
And I think we're not unlike a lot of privately held businesses that you have um, when you when you start a company and you say you're 10 years old and you have 50 to 100 employees, you have what would be described as a loyalty-based uh, culture. And you have to move that needle more to a performance-based culture without, and this is the important part, without losing all the attributes of the culture of a small company that you care so much about and that you value and that what makes what makes the company culture um, um, favorable and valuable and efficient and effective and and joyful mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know when we when we talk uh, about evolving culture the way that we explain it is that it's 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 going to change anyway because and you say well why why would that be well you have new hires you have retirements just the sheer size of your company the the natural desire to want to get better that changes um, the company culture and you have all the 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 transformations in life that are around us uh things happen at a much greater speed there's much greater information with social media um the world around us changes so when we talk about evolving culture we we try to be very intentional and aware of why are we changing it and the first thing is it's going to change anyway so it's important to stay out in front of that um to guide it to give it boundaries to give it uh intentionality um and the second thing is why evolve, why change is, is just to be able to scale the business. And um, you have to be realistic that what, and we talk about this all the time, the formula for success, what got you to where you are, is not from, from say, when you were 50 employees to 500 employees, is not the same formula for success that you're going to experience moving forward. And it's just, that's just uh, uh, realistic. And so you have to um, understand that and, and understand what's required to be successful in the future so you can still have this um, culture that you value so highly. You know, that's, it's interesting that you say that because I think the natural tendency for people, not not necessarily business, but people and people making up a business, is to fall back on what did we used to do rather than to look forward but to go backwards. Well, you know, we're, we're kind of um, a little tense here. We're a lot, little – we're having some growing pains. Let's look backwards and see what we used to do that worked and do it again. And what you're saying is, oh, no, 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 that's not the way to go. Don't look backwards, look forwards. Well, there's a – most people have heard of Jack Welsh, who's former CEO at at GE, 
he has a saying that if the rate of change on the outside exceeds the rate of change on the inside, the end is near. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, now it doesn't have to be quite as drastic as that, but you do have to think about that there's, there's a risk with everything that you do. And um, I think that um, people have to convince themselves that there's a higher risk to, to stand still or... Or, or to try to or, stand still. Or stand, stand, or yeah, try to stand still or look backwards. Mm-hmm. Then to be... Um, um, forward thinking, and to push yourself beyond where you are comfortable. Um, so we talk about that. You know, we have concluded that um, it's riskier to for status quo to be um, the prevalent um, strategy. And mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we want new ideas. We want... Uh, uh, a fearless debate. We want to push ourselves beyond where we are comfortable, and and we feel like that's the formula that allow us to continue our our uh, legacy of success. Mm-hmm. I, I like that statement. We have about two three minutes before we go on break. Would you talk about fearless debate? <laughs> well, and that's you know, uh, fearless debate is is. Um, it's an interesting topic, but it's, it's, again, it's about the idea of pushing ourselves beyond where we are comfortable. And there's this little uh, cartoon that you would have to, I'd have to show it to you, but it's, it's this person and, and it says, here's what you think. And it's got this large uh, block of, of thoughts and here's what you say. And it's got this teeny tiny a block of thoughts and, and <laughs> things, and, and that's wh- where it comes from. And I think all of us, many of us, fall into that category that that we we tend to be maybe reserved or shy or not necessarily comfortable speaking up. But it you're it's a much more valuable and favorable environment if you are pushed and if you're challenged and if you have healthy conflict. And we struggle with that at times. And we're trying to, um, um, we're trying to um, push that idea of having fearless debate to have people speak up and, and communicate with confidence and, and challenge that status quo. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think I want to go a little further into that because, you know, just the whole concept of healthy conflict um, might be uh, foreign language for some people. Sure. um, So uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, um, I want to start there with healthy conflict. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. 
Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Stephen Cobb. He's the chairman and CEO of Henny Penny Corporation. And, Steve, you were talking with us about the intentional development of a company culture um, with the um, with the focus on long-term success and long-term relationships and right before the break we uh, went into uh, you, you started to describe something called healthy conflict and um, I'm thinking of so many businesses that I know of, so many businesses that I've been a part of, where conflict was something that was to be avoided, that, um, that you know, it was almost like we all had to drink the Kool-Aid and just get along, rather than have um, good, healthy interaction, uh, even if it meant disagreement. So talk to me about how you fostered that shift, which, you know, I mean, I'm assuming it was a shift from avoiding conflict to um, being comfortable or perhaps being willing to disagree. Well, it's a work in process. Um, I wouldn't describe it as we've shifted. I'd say we're shifting. Um, it's hard. It's it's difficult to do. Um we all have been around people who, or uh, organizations, where there's uh, too much conflict, and it's um, it's painful. Where you have people who believe in the command and control um, to a point where it's it's uh, hurtful, painful, or disrespectful. Um, but you can go to the other extreme too, where um, you're only working on transactions and you're just busy and you're just um, doing what's in front of you, sort of working on the now. And what we talk about, and, and we'll talk about this uh, later in the hour, is that, that we're, and we're, because we're going through a process that's called intentional leadership, um, is that we have to focus on not only the now, but the near and the far. 
and to to, to look beyond and 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 um, again, it's 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 challenging the status quo, and so when I say that we're it's a work in process, it's it's not easy to do to 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 shift to have fearless debate. It's I've I've you know I'm learning too, um, and it's uh, I've used the term, the word uh, vulnerability a lot lately. And that's the idea is that you're putting yourself out there. Um, you're stretching yourself. Um, we all know that the, the highest level of learning, the, the highest level of opportunity to learn is when you, when you take a leap of faith, um, when you push yourself beyond where you're comfortable and that's that's describing vulnerability, and so we need each other. Um, we need ideas. We need challenges. We need to push each other. We need to stretch each other, and that's the concept of fearless debate. And we're, um, you know, it's it's those are things that we're working on. I wouldn't say that we've. Uh, I don't even think we're halfway there yet. Mm-hmm. But you're at least in that direction. You're at least nurturing that or fostering that shift. We are. We are. And um, and I think the important thing is is so when I when I talk about being intentional is the awareness. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're aware of the intention. And and then I think it 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 um, gets people thinking that yeah I do need to speak up yeah I do need to challenge the status quo and um, you know it's important to honor that and and you know you don't you really don't want anyone to have fear um, in regards to having this fearless debate environment. And you don't want people to be timid or have fear. You want people to speak up. You want people to communicate with confidence. And most importantly, we need that. We need diversity of ideas. Um, We need uh, diversity of people. We need uh, people with all types of different backgrounds. We need people who think differently who are different. And so the the concept of, of having diversity amongst our perspectives and the, the, the way that we can get things done is highly valuable. And it, to put that to use, you have to have the dialogue, you have to have the debates um, to be able to uh, maximize your, your thought processes. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of um, how how hard that must be to create um, a workplace, a, a, a work group where you do have diversity. You know, I I've always had it when when I was in the world of business and, and corporations, I always had a philosophy that a manager only hired to their own level of health and that they tended to hire like individuals. It was very rare for someone to be able to hire a 
another addition to their team that was very different from them because it was uncomfortable. Well, that's exactly right, and it's so important. And, you know, what's the first question that most companies ask after uh, the interview process of a new prospective employee? Would they be a good fit? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's the first question everybody talks about. And there have uh, been some wonderful hires, uh, say, in the last five years, where I thought to myself, hmm, maybe not necessarily a good fit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we have to recognize that there's a, a lot of value to that. So, yes, surrounding yourself with people who are not like minded is incredibly valuable. And it is hard to do because if you think about our social networks and who our friends are, we gravitate toward those people who are like minded. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, intuitively, it's counterintuitive mm-hmm. to um, want to hire and gravitate towards those who bring a new perspective, a fresh perspective, a different perspective. But it's uh, needed in, in, in the work environment. Mm-hmm. I would think it would be hard at first to discern the difference between um, some, someone who might not be a good fit but is good for the organization and someone who's a problem child. <laughs> uh, it is, and you make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You and make I think, mistakes. I was hoping to say that. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. That just, it just happens. Um, and it's all, you know, as long as you are intentional and you're aware of what you're trying to do, um, it's okay. But at the same time, um, it's an education process for everyone to raise their tolerance level too. Mm-hmm. So if someone is um, rubbing you the wrong way, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So you have to um, be able to, to tell the difference in, gee, this person is annoying me. Well, really, maybe they're just challenging the status quo and making you uncomfortable. Right. So maybe, um, you know, look in a mirror Right. And, and, and see, you know, kind of check your tolerance level and expand your tolerance level. And, uh, you know, and we talk about that. Say, say we're, we're in a meeting and we're trying to get to a new place. We have to value the 25-year employee perspective value and honor and respect it. But at the same time, we have to look at the person who's been here 18 months and um, be open-minded to their perspective, honor them if it feels like they're being a rebel. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's a good thing. And maybe their ideas, their perspective... um, is what is needed to move beyond the status quo. Mm-hmm. How does that translate into the practicality of day-to-day work? 
Um, well, I, again, I think you have to back up and look at the big picture, and that's where the role of a leader comes into play. And we have to look at the big picture and and look at what we're trying to do. And we're going through the process, and this is where I described um, I'm facilitating a, a training class this year to all managers within our organization called Intentional Leadership. And it's a three-day class that's going to describe um, uh, the concept of, of looking at um, – you look at it as a spectrum, and sometimes we get um, numb with just being busy mm-hmm. versus looking, uh, being forward-thinking, looking ahead, looking for new ideas, looking the ways to challenge the status quo, um, having the vision, whether it's within your department or your work area or for the company, to be able to look beyond, maybe even look around the corner. And so that's where it gets in from a day-to-day is that you have to balance. You have to balance the, the, the workload. You have to balance the priorities and um, um, the, the concept of doing your day-to-day business, um, but at the same time uh, making it a priority to look beyond and, again, uh, valuing, honoring, respecting what we're trying to do long-term, what we're trying to do in terms of evolve our culture, what we're trying to do in terms of change. And so that is important for the role of the leader or the manager to help manage that. And uh, um, it's a, there's a balance to everything. I always call it... Uh, Speed and trajectory, <laughs> and it's a it's a fine line uh, as you're trying to um, evolve the culture and and uh, uh, move rapidly. Mm-hmm. When when you talk about intentional leadership and you're describing this training program that you have for the kind of the the leadership positions within the organization. Does it also um, translate into the hourly person? Does it does it translate into anyone in the organization? Are they included in the kind of that philosophy of looking long term, of developing relationships? Well, and that's where it gets into a couple of things. Again, it's the role of the leader, role of the manager, role of the supervisor to help communicate that. It it becomes a lot more difficult as you get larger, but we have um, uh, company communications, uh, uh, company videos, company meetings, and again, the role of a manager or leader is to communicate what we're trying to do. So that's the intention to um, describe that and educate everyone within the company of what we're, you know, who we are, what we're about, what we're trying to do, and where we're going, so that everyone feels a part of it and um, everyone uh, contributes to the the sort of the final destination of on, on where you're going. Mm-hmm. 
And you personally take that really seriously because you you meet with people when when they're hired. I mean, you don't hand that off. <laughs> we we do. I mean, we you know we try to um, uh, communicate that. I mean, we um, the president of the company, Rob Conley, and I um, now meet with all new employees. Um, we have a we have a quarterly lunch, and uh, there's uh, you know maybe eight to ten to twelve people around the table, and we take uh, we take an hour and a half and share a lunch together and talk about that exact thing of who we are and where we've come from and and uh, what we're about, where we're going, uh, the changes that uh, that are important to us, our our strategic initiatives and um, why we're doing what we're doing, and uh, so that everybody feels a part of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, as you have lunch with, with employees, as you meet with employees, how do you see that relationship um, developing because of those things that you do? How, how do you see that? Kind of spreading out, I guess. I'm I'm asking for the ripple effect here. <laughs> well, you 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 know you have to. Um, it's difficult to look at it uh, as a as a whole sometimes because it, we are 600 people over 450 thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. So you you know the old saying you sort of take one bite at a time, and mm-hmm. you you know you do that through training. Uh, you do that through the quarterly lunches. You do that through all employee meetings, and you just constantly work at. And and the other thing is is that from just observable uh, behaviors and and um, you know when you, I mean, let's face it, all companies talk about having a having an effective and good culture, right? But it's it's different when you say it and then back it up. And so as an example, we haven't had any manufacturing layoffs of full-time permanent employees ever in manufacturing. And so when you can say that, then someone says, oh, okay, well, you got my attention now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's showing that you care. Um, it's it's having respect. Um, it's honoring relationships. It's looking at the long term. Um, it having all employee holiday lunches. Um, having length of service events. Um, uh, being charitable in the community. You know. So it's it's. Um, it's showing it, it, through through behaviors, through observable behaviors, mm-hmm. um, that 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 you care and that you you mean this. And um, you know, another example would be a commitment to training. We um, we did some research and and found out that the you know the the world class companies were were dedicating at the minimum forty hours a week. Uh, of training per employee per year, mm-hmm. and so we started measuring that. And we, you know, when we started measuring that, we were 
16 to 20 hours per employee. And we, we um, made it a goal to, to have 40 hours of training per employee. And, and uh, over a, a four or five year period, we are now obtaining that metric and it's important. So, so again, all of those things um, show people it's an illustration it's uh, observable behaviors that they're not just saying they want a good culture. We want a good culture. They're they're showing that there's a commitment to the mm-hmm. long term and to honoring relationships, and um, and it's it's noticed. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve. We have to take a break. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Steve Cobb. He's the chairman and CEO of Henny Penny Corporation. And our topic this morning has been about um, evolving culture in an organization and the intentional leadership that goes into that evolving culture. Steve, could you talk with us a little bit more about intentional leadership, about what that is and how you, how you train for that? Well, and we're just starting that process uh, actually next month, um, and uh, uh, I I wanted to personally do that training or facilitate that training because I think it's tied in to our culture and how um, how we can lead the evolving culture, and um, so it has to do again with um, you know I actually I actually if you can envision drawing up a target. 
and the center of the target being now. And as you uh, go out um, to the outer edge of that target, the next uh, sphere is near, and then the the, the um, further out you get in that target, it's the far away. And what we tend to do is focus on the now. It's today's tasks. And so it's important for um, Henny Penny's management team to understand where we are with uh, Evolve Culture Topic, why we're doing what we're doing, why we're trying to be directional, be intentional, uh, sort of make ourselves vulnerable. And it has to do, again, with... Um, this whole topic of fearless debate. And the, the, the manager has to lead that process. So as a manager, sometimes you get caught up in the day-to-day and maybe being comfortable in um, the tasks that are in front of you. And, but at the same time, we need um, the influence of that manager leader to help coach others, teach others, um, help formulate our strategy, um, and look at our vision. And that is, uh, it's almost a ladder of uh, increasing influence, as I call it, um, taking the time, the dedication to um, learn and understand the role of a leader and uh, uh, be a visionary, uh, be a strategist, be a teacher, be a coach. And uh, that's, that's a challenge um, to do, and it's hard to do. And so we're going to take three days. Um, we're going to do it in groups of 12. So we have a, around 60 managers in our uh, entire management team, and we're going to uh, take uh, uh, five classes over the course of the next few months and um, it'll be groups of 12 people to talk about this, the, and we're calling it the uh, intentional leadership, and uh, a lot of that will be spent on understanding the role of a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, in that process, um, I'm, I'm just wondering about how, um, how the process will allow for kind of the differences again. Some people are going to be really great at this, mm-hmm. and some people are going to be able to do the now and the near. <laughs> yes, well, you know, leadership can't be taught. Leadership has to be developed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, that's actually part of the class is to mm-hmm. say that, you know, we're, we're all, we all bring something to the table in terms of our leadership skills. And there's very, you know, if you look at it, um, in, uh, it's rare that people would grade out to, to be in the, uh, they get a 95% as far as their leadership skills. Um, you know, a lot of us are, are more in the, the middle of the bell-shaped curve. And none of us are perfect in our management skills and our, and our leadership uh, background or or uh, talents, and so we have to um, um, you have to build on your strengths, and um, we need a diverse leadership group. And uh, I want you know I want people to be confident, and yes, it's important to have the, the old 
the old saying of the right people on the bus in the right seats. But um, I want people to, to understand that, that it's, uh, it's all about development of leadership because leadership, it's tough uh, to, to teach leadership. It has to be developed. And it's, a, it's about maturing as an individual. It's about growing as an individual. And that, uh, that person has to want to, to manage and lead. Um, and if they want to and they're open-minded, um, they have a lot of natural skills and talents maybe that they're not even aware of uh, mm-hmm. or not even conscious of that uh, – um, you know, can, can help, you know, and to, and when you, when you say now and near, and it's hard to get to that far, well, we'll do it together. We'll work mm-hmm. together. And that's, that's again, going back to the topic of fearless debate is that, uh, um, everybody brings a different skill set and talent and perspective. And together, you, you, you maximize your opportunity to succeed. And, you maybe come up with a better idea than what you would have come up with individually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is always the concept of leadership. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So talk to me about obstacles. What's, what are the hard points? Well, I think that um, if you've done something for five or ten years with a great deal of success, it is hard to to leave your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, here's, here's the way I uh, frame it, is that you have to look at events versus processes. And, you know, what happens is that a lot of companies has ha- have had a lot of success on the event and the event is a lot different than the process and again to compare and contrast that to uh the the target that I talk about the event is now the event is getting the product out uh today at the end of the day mm-hmm. the event is getting all of the orders processed today the event is making a customer deadline on an engineering prototype. And we're really good at doing that. But as you scale the business, you need systems and processes. And a lot of times that's new systems, new processes. And you have to look, uh, be very forward thinking at that. And, that can be challenging because a lot of times, again, going back to the thought of a loyalty-based culture is about individuals um, and some of the um, knowledge, say the product knowledge or how we would do something is in someone's mind. Well, that's Oops. not something you can scale. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, if it's in somebody's mind, you can do it really well if it's one or two products. But if you're trying to do 100 a day or 50 a day, um, you have to have the processes and systems in place to be able to scale the business. And so 
it's just um, uh, having that understanding and creating this um, education and, and uh, understanding of that things are going to change because you do get feedback when you um, push yourself beyond where you are comfortable. You get do get feedback as, gee, this isn't the place it used to be. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, on the one hand, that, you know, you don't want to hear that. It's, it, it, it's hurtful because you, you're, you're trying to have empathy to say this person's in pain mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it's not, they, they don't feel the same joy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, from a um, standpoint of growing and being able to scale the business, being able to be directional towards these new processes and systems, you have to understand that that's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. not going to be the same place. As a matter of fact, we're being intentional about evolving the culture to say it's not going to be exactly the same place. But um, again, we're trying to preserve um, and protect all of the attributes of the culture that people love and um, are highly dedicated to. And, you know, those of us who are in the position to have to lead the evolved culture process, we love that too. And so we, we don't want the, all the wonderful parts of Henny Penny to, to change or go away. So we're trying to uh, um, find that balance between the, uh, again, I'll use the words, the speed and the trajectory of your change. Um, but when you talk about the, the challenges, it's again, the, the uh, uh, trying to move to a new place. And, and trying to look at new systems and new processes, and sometimes that you can't do that without having some pain associated with it. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for talking with us this morning uh, about the this whole concept of intentional leadership and evolution of culture. Um, if someone wanted to know more, if they wanted to do this either within their own company or just as you know, a lot of what you talked about is such great metaphor for personal development. Give me a book and a mentor that influenced you. Well, the the book that I'm reading now is called Daring Greatly, and it's Brene Brown, and it's about making yourself vulnerable. And that's um, – it's been – a wonderful, wonderful book to, to, to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she calls it being all in. And I think that's, uh, uh, that's been a wonderful, uh, resource for me. Um, I, I would say that, you know, the other thing is, is that we have an outside board of advisors and that's been a wonderful, wonderful, um, resource for us to push ourselves and stretch ourselves. And so I would recommend um, for those leader uh, business leaders out there to get an outside board of advisors and that will help push you in a, in a new direction. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Steve, for coming on this show. And I enjoyed sharing. it. Good. I'm so glad. Okay. So now for our listeners, you have a lot of information in here. Sort it out. 
make it apply to you and go out there today and make a difference. Make this a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.